Here's a message from Ken Lavica. The Baltimore Ravens might not have the greatest year, and they lost last night. Whose fault is it? I can tell you one thing. To pin the blame solely on Lamar Jackson is idiotic. Coquel hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. No, no, no. Stick around. Hang out with us. Cool. Yeah, we'll stay and hang around with you. Stream the show on the free ESPN app or on your Alexa, Google, or Siri smart speaker. Turn it up! Turn it up! Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. Are you crying? Oh, my Lord. I am sorry, honey. Please don't. Could you get your daddy on the phone? Don't hang up, please. I- From the Anajar and the Bean Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVeca Live on ESPN 106.3. You just knew it was going to happen. If the Ravens lost, and the Ravens lost a tight one, and Lamar made a mistake late in the game, the blame was going to be put, and the focus was going to be on Lamar Jackson. Alas, here we are. Ken Levick alive featuring Coquel. It's a Tuesday. In the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, right off of the sparkling and suspicious Intracoastal. We're on ESPN 106.3, the free ESPN app, and on your smart speaker. Monday Night Football, the first edition of Monday Night Football in 2021. And it's just nice to know that some things never change. And that thing that never changes is if the Ravens are in a close game and Lamar, who's tasked with doing everything, happens to make a mistake that... All of the discussion is going to be about whether or not Lamar Jackson cost his team. And here we are. So, overtime last night in one of the weirdest, I mean, one of the single weirdest Monday night football games that uh, that you're going to see. And the Raiders, who had a 14-0 lead at one point, end up falling in overtime to the Raiders. Derek Carr throwing a touchdown with nobody around in a 33-27 win. Now, all of this was preceded by a Ravens possession after they picked off Derek Carr in the end zone. And let's listen to the Monday Night Football call. And again, this was on ESPN. But let's listen to why there is a lot of discussion today about Lamar Jackson and about the Ravens offense. This is what has drawn the ire of America. Drake picked up the pressure all alone is Zay Jones, and he will prance into the end zone for the touchdown and the victory in overtime for the Raiders, and this celebration is for real. That was the Raiders' touchdown. Now, let's hear what preceded that touchdown. This was the Ravens with the football, and this is Lamar Jackson, who had the football and then didn't have the football. Jackson trying to get out, can't do it. He's taken down and it's out. And the Raiders have recovered it. So yeah, was it sloppy? Sure. Just like us playing sound, was it sloppy? Yeah, sure. 
I mean, you didn't really tell me what order <laughs> we were going in. I was flying kind yeah. of blind there. Yeah. Now, I mean, I, again, was it sloppy on, on on my end and Lamar's end? Yeah, but that doesn't define a man. CSI, and that's the point I'm trying to make. CSI Miami was just here. There's a lot going on here, Kenny. <laughs> oh, but yeah, the, you're going to blame Lamar for that? Why, is this what we're going to do every single game? We're just going to constantly attack Lamar? Yeah. How about we attack the defensive backs? You know what? When you're in bunch coverage, you can't all be lined up on the same level or else you're going to run into each other. And if you're going to line up like that, banjo cover it, Ken. You can't do that. Well, That's what happens. Let's listen to Dominique Foxworth, who is a smart football mind. And he was on Get Up this morning, and uh, he was discussing Lamar Jackson. And uh, he basically said that... Uh, when when you have an offense like the Ravens, Lamar can't go for broke. It's either all or nothing. And for me, I completely disagree with that. The reason you have Lamar Jackson is so you can go for it. The reason you have Lamar Jackson is so you can get the job done and come up with the spectacular play. And you can also ensure that when things break down, which they consistently do around Lamar Jackson, especially this season, that he can put points on the board. This is Dominique Foxworth about the Ravens offense and Lamar Jackson. It's rough. It's, it's so up and down. It's like an EKG watching them when they go out there because it's the most exciting thing you've ever seen. And then Lamar's holding on to it too long. I want to see Lamar. I was watching last night the mega cast and Dan Orlovsky kept making the point. Take what they give you. And Lamar's got to take those little snacks. He doesn't need to turn every play into a, a, a three-course meal. Just go ahead and take that four that four-yard check down and line up again. It's what every but I don't. And again, that was Dominique Foxworth this morning on on Get Up. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, take take the snacks like Dominique Foxworth puts it, but Lamar goes 19 of 30 for 235 yards, a spectacular touchdown throw where he should have been sacked 17 times and found Hollywood Brown in the back of the end zone to make it 14 nothing in the second quarter. That dime also set up the other touchdown that he threw to Sammy Watkins. Uh-huh, that, that was maybe his best throw of the night was that throw, uh, that deep throw to Sammy Watkins. And we're going to talk about just take the little pieces. When you score 27 points on the road, you should win. But this is what happens when Lamar is involved. You don't talk about the Ravens' defense. Or the fact that he drove them down to a game-winning field goal with 27 seconds left, but the defense allowed them Mm -hmm. to come back and get into field goal Mm -hmm. range. Exactly. That's what we should be talking about. You don't talk about the Ravens' defense. You don't talk about the non-existent Ravens' offensive line. You talk about Lamar because he is asked to do Everything in this injured and what kind of looks like maybe poorly constructed Ravens offensive line. My biggest takeaway from Monday Night Football last night is that it wasn't Lamar Jackson's fault. The Ravens loss was not Lamar Jackson's fault. What was your biggest Monday Night Football takeaway? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. What was your biggest Monday Night Football takeaway? Again, the discussion is going to be about Lamar Jackson because he's the former MVP and he's the face of that franchise. But last night, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson absolutely unequivocally did enough to win the game. That touchdown throw was magical. His long ball to Sammy Watkins was fantastic. He managed the offense, and he put them in a position to win. You should not be getting a game-winning field goal with 27 seconds left 
and then watch the other team get itself in a position to tie the game and go to overtime. That is absolute silliness. It should not happen in the NFL. Lamar Jackson, straight up Coquel last night, did his job, and he did it over and over and over again. What I do love, though, that Lamar can be the only person who I agree with saying this. After the game, you saw him on the bench saying, that's on me because he After fumbled. the fumble, yeah. But it, which it really wasn't on him because the, the defensive ends had the tackles. They were like turnstiles. Mm-hmm. They were going through. They were in his face. He only had a yeah. second. He really just stepped up, yeah. and Nassib just made a great play. There's nothing any quarterback would have done. An average quarterback would have been sacked 12 times in that game. Sure. But I do love that he took that saying, that's on me. And does he try to extend plays too often sometimes? Yeah, sure. I think that's a, a valid criticism of Lamar Jackson. But if he isn't capable of doing that, if he doesn't do that, what are the Ravens? And this is why Lamar Jackson is a transcendent talent. And this is why he is an MVP candidate. But I also think this is why he can be underappreciated. Because you forget how dynamic he is. Because last night, you forget about the ridiculous touchdown throw. You forget about the long ball on a dime that Sammy Watkins probably should have scored on last night. He needs to evade that final tackle and get into the end zone. You forget that because, oh, look, the guy who doesn't look or act like an NFL quarterback coughed up the football. And that's where you get that stuff from Dominique Foxworth. Oh, the offense is inconsistent. Maybe so, but it did way than enough to win. More than enough to win. Also, don't forget, there's a lot of those plays that should have been, again, a sack that would have put them at second and 14 off schedule, so you mm-hmm. can't take those little things that Foxworth is talking about, but he makes them a three-yard gain. No one talks about those little three, four-yard gains he gets on plays that should be losses, which now you're at a net seven yards when you're a team that needs to stay on schedule like the Ravens. That's a game changer. Totally. Uh, now, I am uh, becoming increasingly aware that I may have, uh, I may have, have really screwed you up, uh, thwarted you as we try to successfully navigate this radio show. Could you, could you see real quick if we have Keyshawn Johnson from First Take earlier today? Oh, of course. About okay. car? I yeah. mean, I'm all over that, Kenny. <laughs> because I, um, I do think that I may have tried to torpedo Coquel's chances at succeeding in this, uh, in, in this show today. So I apologize, but also I need all of you, before we go to the phones again, and, and I, I want your takeaways from Monday Night Football. My takeaway is that was not Lamar Jackson's fault last night. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Here's Keyshawn Johnson's takeaway from last night's game from first take today. Keyshawn, hello? Keyshawn? Keyshawn, are you here? Did we lose Keyshawn? <laughs> we did. Did I really torpedo you? I don't know. I'm pushing the button that pushes play and nothing's happening. That is spectacular. Oh, uh, Key, it's me. It's Coquel. We need you, Key. Nope, nope. That didn't work All right, either. cool. All right, well, we'll get to that in a moment. This is off to a banner, banner start. Let's just go to Mark and Pompano, who we're going to task with saving the show. Mark, can Mark, you tell us what Keyshawn said? <laughs> uh, Mark, can you save us, please, because we're a disaster. Mark, you're on Ken Levick Alive. Keyshawn said that Marlon Humphrey completely thought it was a run play last night and just didn't, didn't get it. I thought it kind of killed me. Because they went out with the field goal unit immediately. They're like, all right, we're not, we're not throwing another ball. Yeah. We're not getting another pick. We're not doing this again. And then they got the delay of game. So then they ran their offense back out. And 
the entire defense is like, all right, they're going to run, get the five yards back. And they just completely blew the coverage to say Jones is wide open. Yeah, it was. It, that was crazy. I mean, there was. Did you? I don't know if you were watching the uh, the uh, Peyton and Eli uh, mega cast, but Russell Wilson, when that play happened, he almost fainted. He couldn't believe that there was oh, yeah. not anybody within thirty yards of him. Oh, it was completely open. And like Coquel said, when they have two guys at the same level, they kind of crossed each other's paths, and then from that moment on, Zay Jones was just completely it was, gone. It was just dead at yeah, that point. You have to spread out your defensive backs. You can have one guy in true man coverage in the middle. The two outside guys have to be at different levels, meaning different depths so they don't run into each other, and they do what you call as a banjo coverage, meaning I got the guy who goes this way, you get the guy who goes that way. We don't care if they cross or whatever happens. Whoever ends up exactly. in your zone, that becomes yeah, your man. They, they ended up smashing the banjo, and then nobody was covering anybody. Uh, what was your Mark, what was your, your biggest takeaway from Monday Night Football last night? I mean, again, Lamar Jackson, he's just so polarizing because he's extremely dynamic, he's extremely talented, but he's not stereotypical yep. for a quarterback. Uh-huh. And I'm not going to lie, everyone's like, oh, hold in the pocket, be a Tom Brady, be an Aaron Rodgers, but you would not have made it to overtime if he held on to the ball. And, yeah, he's young, he's a little – he's not unexperienced, but he kind of has a tendency to, you know, try to go for it and make something out of nothing. And there are times where maybe you should take a sack as opposed to throwing something crazy, like just like Baker Mayfield. He should have probably taken that sack. I know he yeah. was trying to go out of bounds, yeah. but through a really consequential pick. But you can't blame that on him. Nope. He doesn't have a glorified number one wide receiver. Sammy Watkins is good. Hollywood Brown is good. But – there, there's not a whole lot of assets there. He's really turning something out of nothing. And that offensive line was dreadful last dreadful. night, and appreciate the call, Mark. Look what Mark. Diggs did for your guy Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the difference. That's him, what he needs. Made him a certifiable elite-level conversation quarterback. Speaking of elite-level conversation, here is we have we finally reconnected with him or we just plugged our computer back in. This is Keyshawn Johnson from Get Up This Morning on Derek Carr, and I promise you this is not satire. We talk about elite quarterbacks, right? Okay. You talk about statistics. Statistics are like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Well, he's leading the league after week one, so I think that puts him in an elite category. Not only that, over the last three years, week one. but over the last three years, look at his numbers with John Groove. Yeah. It ain't been his fault that the Oakland Raiders have been not making the playoffs. He's done everything capable. Yes. Patrick Mahomes is at one level, Aaron Rodgers is at another, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson. Right. But you can't tell me when you get to five, six, seven, mm-hmm. there's a top level, then there's another level, Stephen A. Mm-hmm. He's at that other level. Derek Carr. Derek Carr is who Keyshawn Johnson is talking about. And Derek Carr is being made to be an elite quarterback per Keyshawn Johnson. Look at his numbers since John Gruden took over. Well, Coquel, I did. Let's actually find out and discover together if Derek Carr is an elite quarterback or if Keyshawn Johnson is simply reacting to one wild, fun game last night in week one of an NFL season on his broadcast network. Here are the numbers. John Gruden took over the then Oakland Raiders in 2018. Derek Carr that season finished Eight, uh, 12th in passing yards overall, mm. 22nd in oh. touchdown passes, okay. and he was top 10 in interceptions. All right, that's not bad. Not bad. Not As bad. in top 10. As least. in top 10 in not throwing interceptions. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yes. okay. Yes, that was very cumbersome the way I put it. Thank you for uh, clarifying that. I'm bad at talking. 
In 2019, Derek Carr, eighth in passing yards, all right, uh, 20th in touchdown passes, mm. and then he regressed. He was 12th in interceptions thrown. But he was one of the most accurate passers at over 70% that's in good. the NFL. All right, that's good. Judging by the touchdown passes, it sounds like they changed the offense to dink and dunk because they didn't believe in him. But, you know, that's not what we do with elite quarterbacks, but go ahead. Uh, so, again, let's recap. 2018, 12th in passing yards, 8th in passing yards in 2019, 22nd and 20th in touchdown passes in 18 and 19. Then there's last season. By the way, in 2018, the Raiders went 4-12 and and then 7-9 and the following year. Then, last season, Derek Carr, 11th in passing yards, 11th in touchdowns, 11th in interceptions, 11th in completion percentage, and the Raiders went 8-8. Eight eight. So, do any of these numbers, Coquel, scream to you that in any way, shape, or form, Derek Carr has been elite? under John Gruden, that Derek Carr has been anything but average to above average. Yeah, he's a pretty good quarterback, he's, a guy you yeah. can win a couple games with. He's he's a decent quarterback, but he sure as bleep is an elite, like Keyshawn Johnson is trying to make you believe. That is asinine. On national television, Keyshawn Johnson just tried to, without any sort of actual support, tell you, the American public... That Derek Carr, because he threw for 435 last night and won a game in overtime on Monday Night Football, that he's an elite quarterback. That's insane. That's insane. If that's your takeaway, that you think Derek Carr is an elite quarterback, that's foolish. What is your takeaway from Monday Night Football? Me, it's not Lamar's fault. I know that it sure as hell shouldn't be uh, the take of Keyshawn Johnson that Derek Carr is an elite quarterback. But what was your biggest takeaway from Monday Night Football? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And you can tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. Another takeaway of mine, I may just watch every Monday Night Football game with Eli and Peyton. That was fun. It was fun. I enjoyed it, and I enjoyed the nerdy breakdown, and I apologize for going nerdy on the breakdown before with defensive backs. But when I'm watching a game, I don't have the attention span. This little cube that I hold in my hand that drives me absolutely. It's more of a rectangular prism. Mm -hmm. Let me get back into that mode. Um, It drives me absolutely nuts because I keep getting distracted by it. I missed having the play-by-play guy call me back in. Because I would start listening to them talking, and I would start looking around. So you wanted Steve Levy to reset things for you. Or like they should be like the color analyst in between the plays. Like jump out, but like right as the ball is about to be snapped. Give me Steve Levy again. I liked the fact that in real time, you're getting breakdowns of what the situation is like for the quarterback. How do you line up the offense? Uh, what is the dialogue between coach and player as it's happening? It's like when ESPN does the college football megacasts well during the playoff, except you're going to get this every single Monday night. Could they use a, and this is going to be uh, come off as a pun, I promise, but this was the first word that came into my head. They could use a quarterback to direct traffic on this Peyton and Eli megacast, but overall, those two guys are hilarious. Eli might be funnier than Peyton, and it's just good content. If you can get yourself out of the mode of how you consume football traditionally, 
on television, I think you can really, really be into this. And I think that that's gotten rave reviews today. That's one takeaway from Monday Night Football. Is I think ESPN's on to something with Peyton and Eli doing that alternate broadcast during the course of the game. It's definitely a ton of fun. I just think it needs to be tinkered with a little bit. But I guess anything that's brand new, you got to give it time and tinker with things sure. and, and make a couple changes. Going back to your car being elite and uh, Lamar not being able to win take, that mm-hmm. seems to be everywhere. Over the last two years, I just had their, I pulled up their their stats. We always hear Lamar's not um, an accurate passer, right? Yeah. He's yeah. got a 66% court accuracy rate. Derek Carr is a 68. That's the big yeah. difference between elite. Touchdown passes, who do you think is going to have more? You ask most people today, they're going to say Derek Carr clearly threw more touchdown passes. It's Lamar. Right? Lamar by 14. 14 more. Jeez. 62 touchdown passes over the last two years for Lamar. People forget that he's throwing touchdown passes. Yep. Interceptions. Yeah. Derek Carr, 17. Lamar Jackson, 15. Derek Carr might have had an elite week one. There is not a single number you can look at to tell you, nor a single season you can look at where the Raiders have had success to tell you that Derek Carr is an elite quarterback. What, what is Keyshawn Johnson talking about? Besides that last drive in the overtime play, which was clearly just a pick play, the guy was wide open, what made you feel that he was elite? Like During the game, yeah, watching the game, I wasn't like, oh, man. Like When I watched Mahomes play, I'm like, oh, Mahomes got the ball. They're yeah. down 20. It doesn't matter. They're going to win. He's the best player in the world. I don't feel any of that watching Carr play. Derek Carr threw 56 times last night. He was 43 or 34 of 56 for 435. It's good. It's really good. Does anything about Derek Carr scream to you elite? No. 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 Especially under Gruden. Gruden, not an elite coach. He might be an elite name, not an elite coach. Derek Carr, not an elite quarterback because he's associated with John Gruden. Just no. Gruden is perfect for Vegas, by the way. Just oh, yeah. it being a sideshow. And the fans dressing up in their cute little costumes and whatever they do. <laughs> like, it is it is the perfect match for them. And that Vegas, that stadium was perfectly built. I love that we have a team there. Gruden's perfect. I, if I was a team anywhere but Vegas, I would not hire John Gruden at all. I would take anyone over John Gruden. He's a showman. I mean, this is the, the prototypical John Gruden quote. After the game, if you could have given me, like, three or four guesses about an analogy that John Gruden was going to make, it would be this one. It felt like I died and, and woke up and died again, and I was like a cat. Like I a, had multiple lives tonight. Like a cat. Multiple I don't like playing like that. It was um, um, tough, but um, again, we, we did a lot of really good things to win that football game tonight. Multiple Cal- lives. Caliendo does a great Gruden. There's no way an NFL coach went on the postgame show. I was, I was like a cat, man. <laughs> Multiple lives, man. Yeah. Are we sure that wasn't Caliendo? <laughs> what was your biggest takeaway from Monday Night Football? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. On Twitter, at ESPN West Palm. Real quick, Paul Parr tweets, both teams look like they're playoff contenders last night. I feel like the Ravens need to be careful expecting too much from Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. The Ravens are going to ask Lamar Jackson to do absolutely everything. And that's a problem. Even look at the second half of that game. The beginning of the game, you could tell they're like, all right, well, we're not going to do the design runs to Lamar. And whoever called, I accidentally hung up on you, but that's my bad. Um, you can go back 888 It's about par for the course for how the first 23 yeah, minutes have gone. I hit the wrong button. <laughs> um, but you look at that game, you could tell they didn't want to have designed runs for him. And by the second half, they're like, 
Eh, save us, Lamar. Mm-hmm. Like, we need Come you on, to do Superman, this. please. And then we're going to say that you shouldn't do it, but we just need you to do uh-huh. it because we're not going to win without it. And that is what opens him up to criticism because the Ravens want him to save the day at all times. The job got done. They put up 27 points on the road in that building. He left the field kicking off up three with 27 yeah. seconds left. I mean, that's all you need to know. Like that, It should have been a done deal right there. Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel. It is presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. I saw my guy, Dr. Jim Reardon, last night, and he is a happy man. Why? Because they just keep finding success with the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Elite level internationally, elite nationally, elite in the state of Florida. You're talking about one of the best MBA Sport Management Programs worldwide. And uh, Stephen Minicello, uh, who was in the FAU MBA Sport Management Program last year, he is now the manager of corporate marketing for the Pittsburgh Penguins. The hits just keep on coming for the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. That's FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. It doesn't matter if it's the Penguins. doesn't matter if it's the Dolphins. doesn't matter if it is high-level college athletics, local sports. George Lindley, the guy in charge of the Palm Beach County Sports Commission, all of these people and all of these different sports jobs in this genre, they have an MBA in sport management at Florida Atlantic. They even get it done on the field at FAU. Two students in the FAU MBA sport management program, Chase Laster and Jordan Helm, combined for a turnover in the blowout win over Georgia Southern on Saturday. I mean, they can't stop doing winning things. It's the FAU MBA sport management program, fau.edu slash MBA sport. Sign up for spring semester classes, either on campus in Boca or online. That's fau.edu slash MBA sport, the FAU. MBA Sport Management Program. Wedding proposals and cats, and how did we get here? It's just college football, folks. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Ken Levick Alive. Best show in Palm Beach County that you can listen to between noon and one. I mean, really, <laughs> there's no other show between noon and one that I would advise anyone listening to other than Ken Levick Alive, featuring Coquel on ESPN 106.3. Explain the insanity of the weekend in college football in this state. At two pieces, two places, I should say, in particular. Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel. Hey, uh, the uh, the podcast is there for you every day after the show ends. And it's free. F-R-E-E, free, in case you needed me to spell it for you. Free! Wherever you get your podcast, Apple Podcasts, it doesn't matter. It's there for you. And Little segment pieces or the full hour. Little pieces. Three. Ken Levick Alive featuring Coke Held Podcast. Again, after every single show. Download it now. <laughs> that was sexy. Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel. We will Coquel, have... follow him on Twitter at Real Coach K. He's five All away right. from 3,000. Let's just do this. So, Coquel, I said I would. Coquel is five people away from 3,000 because. He um, identifies his self-worth by how many followers he has on social media. So, Coquel, at Real Coach K, at Real Coach K, he's five followers away from 3,000. Please, let's get him there so he leaves me alone. My wife said if I get to 3,000, I can finally get some. So, get me to 3,000, at Real Coach K. 
Well, that might be a reason for me to try and thwart this entire thing. At Real Coach K on Twitter, get Coquel lucky. Um, all right, so let's talk about uh, some college football happenings. Let's start with the Miami Hurricanes on Saturday. Uh, the University of Miami with a really tight game against Appalachian State. Um, and uh, it's pretty clear. what With what we viewed on Saturday, there is a crisis that is developing uh, there at Hard Rock Stadium. And that crisis is why are there cats in the building? Why are there cats hanging from the upper deck at Hard Rock Stadium? Why are there cats having their lives saved by people holding American flags during Hurricanes games? Nobody's been able to answer this question for me. How did a cat end up at Hard Rock Stadium? Is this a stray cat? Is it a domesticated cat? Was it someone's cat? Was it just dropped off there? Does it live there? Does it belong to an employee? Where did this cat come from? Where is the cat now? Where is the cat meow? So, (laughs) I... I was thinking about this though the other day, as I'm 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 apt to do, and I realized that you never see a dog in hold, that situation. Hold, hold on, Ken. Hold on. Thank you, DJ at DJ Skill for the follow. Thank you, Jason Winters forty for the follow. Thank you, Coach Godspeed, and thank you, Aaron Seifert. We are at two nine nine nine. So you're one away. From relations Where is Mr. Fab 3000? <laughs> Best 30 seconds of my oh, wife's man. life coming. Come on. <laughs> so, uh, I, I was thinking about it. You never see a dog in this situation at all. Ever. Ever, 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 ever. Want to know why? Because dogs are so vastly superior to cats that I don't even think you can have a legitimate discussion about it. In fact, I'd go as far to say that cats downright suck we did it we did it at nr gamma has secured me getting some for the first time in six years <laughs> Woo! we made it mama we made it Three thousand k i'm looking forward to coquel uh, going off on paternity leave here in about nine and a half months good i'm glad i'm, I'm happy for you well uh. done the power of Ken Levick alive. Thank you, people. So now I get to think about that when I go home tonight, what Coquel is uh, is doing in honor of his 3,000 Twitter followers. That's a weird thing, a weird goal benchmark for your wife to set. She said, how are you on the radio and not at 3,000? I'm not going to uh, partake in any. Oh, man, Chris Kaz, Ant-Man 2417. They're just piling in, Kenny. This, this whole thing is pathetic, actually. Oh, I wonder uh, what I can get if we get to 4,000. But, but cats flat out suck. Oh, cats are the worst. Cats absolutely suck i know there are cat people out there and i think you people are weird because you don't stop at one cat you go to like four five six i dated a girl in high school her name was um was adelina and she had 14 cats 14 they were everywhere and the house smelled terrible i feel like if she's your ex she probably still has 14 cats at this point no here's what happened though she went to college and then got really hot, but I don't know if she still has all the cats. Oh, she got hot. She doesn't have cats. If you're hot, you don't have cats. <laughs> That's how it works. Do cats suck? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Do cats outright suck? Because I say yes, and I've never met a normal cat person. Because 
if you're a cat person, chances are you hoard cats. Because you don't stop at just one. It's like Pringles. You and can't I, stop at just one. And for some reason, you don't smell the ammonia smell of pee. I mean, that all cats smell. If you're a cat person, you're fine with your cats. And by the way, cats hate their owners. They hate their owners. Cats are vindictive, evil creatures that all they think about are themselves. The way they look at you? Yeah, they think of ways to plot against you. And you just let them run roughshod over your apartment or your condo or your house and pee everywhere. Or your head. They're always climbing on yeah. their owner's like, head. Get off me. Like, you don't respect your owner if you're mm. going to climb on their head. And they're never happy to see you when you get home. I've never seen a cat come run up wagging its No. Tail. It hides. It tries to claw at you. It rips up your furniture. Cats are abhorrent creatures. Do cats suck? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Thank you, at Mr. Hustle 78 and at Marcus Donadio. Donadio is probably how you say it, but whatever. <laughs> uh, but that brings me to what happened at Florida State as well. So after the loss to Jacksonville State on Saturday, so many of you have seen it by now. The picture that's gone viral, the... Backup offensive lineman for Florida State who proposed marriage to his girlfriend. Again, the Jacksonville State football team, after their shocking upset of FSU that has set the program back another five years, they're celebrating in the opposite end zone, and this kid is kneeling and proposing to his girlfriend. Is it a great look? No. Am I happy for the guy? Because she did say yes. Yeah, I'm happy for the guy. Absolutely. But... Couldn't you read the room a little bit better? How could he have saved himself from the very awkward visual and now the constant story that's going to go with that engagement? Hey, remember the day we got engaged when you were part of the worst loss that Florida State has ever had on the football field, that prod program? I get that family's probably in town for something like that. You don't execute something like that unless there's people there in attendance that know that something's coming, right? Like He didn't just do this on a whim, correct, Coquel? Either family knew or she knew, and she was part of the planning and said, no, we're doing this on the field. Okay. So someone else had to know. That's not just the player's decision there because they would have bailed. Can't you do it outside the stadium after you hit the showers, you get your street clothes on, all your family's congregating outside of the doke? Don't, why don't you just do it there as no. opposed to on the field? No, don't you that, have to read the room? How is that special, though? The whole point is I've given my life to this game, and now I'm giving my life in to you. In all of their engagement photos, Jacksonville State is celebrating in the background, Coquel. You can get that taken out. <laughs> Nowadays, with photo editor and stuff, you should see the things you can do with pictures. Was this a good idea or a bad idea by this backup offensive lineman for Florida State to propose to his girlfriend right after... They lost to Jacksonville State and do it on the field. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. Because the, mo- the more I think about it, the more I probably would have just waited to do it outside. Because you know your family's going to wait for you. You know your girlfriend's going to be there waiting for you. You get the sympathy hug. Like, oh, I'm sorry that happened. I'm yeah, sorry, baby. I'm sorry. That. I'm sorry, baby. And you say, you know what? It's okay. It's okay what happened. You want to know why? Because I want you to be with me forever. And then you get down on one knee, and then you pop the question, and then you bust out the ring, and you don't have Jacksonville State players uh, celebrating in the background. He didn't care about the Jacksonville State players. All he cared about is moment with his moment with his woman, that beautiful moment with his soulmate, his life partner for probably five years. 
That's all he cared about was the moment they are spending together. It didn't matter what's happening in the background, Ken. There is there is a part of my frontal cortex, and that's where you you absorb all. These oh, your things. brain, my brain. It, it's it is leather, and it has laces on it. Okay, that part of my brain hates this. Hates the fact that he didn't just do it outside because I feel like. He needed to feel a little more torn up about the loss and not in the mood to propose to his girlfriend. Is this a good idea or a bad idea by this kid? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. I want to make no mistake. I am very happy for him. I'm very happy for his now fiance. I'm very happy that they're going to get married. He has parlayed it into something special as well because he retweeted Barstool's story about this and he has put his uh, wedding registry, a link to his wedding registry on it, and you know that they're going to get hooked up. Like That's great. It's brilliant. He's marketing himself. But frontal cortex, leather, lace, football portion of my brain hates this because I want him to feel badly about the worst loss in Florida State program history, let it sink in, and then do it outside the stadium. I disagree completely. Oh. You have to have that moment on the field. Your family's there. It's special. It's a, well, that brings me to another it's a, thing. It's just a game. That brings me to another thing, though, about like uh, proposing in front of big crowds. I'm not a big fan of the sports crowd proposal either, like the look at me stuff. I honestly think a proposal should be between the two, or if you're a polygamist, the five, six, seven, or eight people yeah, that you're proposing your fifth, to. Six wife have to be there to take the pictures. Also, Everyone knows that. Uh, quick question about polygamists: If any of you are out there, do you propose marriage to all of your wives at the same time, or are you are you acquiring talent as the years go on? Is this a good or bad idea? Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. This show is ridiculous. Anthony is in West Palm. Anthony, you're on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Anth? What's going on, Ken? What's going on, Coach? How you guys doing? Good, good. I think it's a horrible, horrible <laughs> idea. I mean, to be honest with you, it's a, it's a, it's a distraction. Why are we not calling it a distraction? I mean, if it was something else that he did that was not immoral, or I mean, it's wrong to do it. I mean, we just lost. Why the heck are you? You kind of. Again, like it seems like you're on the same meatball football wavelength that I am. Like I'm fine with him doing it, and no. and and dumbass me if I brought a ring to a football game. Like I'm losing it. The the more time I spend with that ring, the better the chance I'm losing that thing. Okay, so I need to unleash the question at some point. But read the room. Go outside the stadium and do it. Come on. Yeah, it's a, it's a, uh, it's one of those things where. It's one of those things where, as a as a as a unity council on their team or whatever they call it, like that's definitely something that has to be talked about. Like that's everything wrong, honestly, Coach. I'm sure you can attest to. Like a lot of our kids are worried about that. Hey, let me make sure I get good pictures today, even though we got blown out by forty. Yeah, that's different though. This is the time. This is the one time <laughs> moment, maybe three times. Oh, I love you, this. You got to You got to do it. No, it's not, Coach. <laughs> your listen. Your personal life. This 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 wouldn't even be a question. Ten years ago, we're getting soft, Coach. Yeah, no for it. Plus, Anthony not, we're brought it. Real soft, Coach. Plus, yeah. it's not my back. I'm right no tackle. No freaking way, <laughs> Coach. This is like you being a high, a high school coach, like you are a great high school coach. Let's to, not get to, crazy, uh, Anthony. A oh, high school coach. You didn't need to add the great. Okay, let's tell I've me seen, more. I've seen the greatness of of the real Coach K. <laughs> uh, guys, like this is that like. The you guys wouldn't wouldn't be handled. Like the best teams ever don't don't this isn't what they do. 
Okay. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Appreciate the call, Anthony. That's right, Coquel. That's it, it's it's not it it's it's not a good look. It is not. I mean, a good Anthony look. was right though about me being a great coach. But about the it's <laughs> it's not my. Maybe I would have felt differently if it was my backup right tackle and it was like a prom proposal. I would have been like, all right, we're not doing yeah, that. Yeah. What if you lost to? I did. I don't want to. <laughs> Insert team here. It happened. What if after the game, after you lose on the final play of game, when you played a cover zero and against a hell mary, and you're you've got your your offensive lineman uh, uh, asking some girl to prom with a big old like poster board? I don't know if they do that anymore. I they no do. Idea. It's so annoying. So wouldn't you be annoyed by that? Yeah, they wouldn't do it. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I wouldn't allow that on my team. Exactly. But this is different. This is FSU. <laughs> and like Jake from West Palm called off the air. At least someone's going to score for FSU that night <laughs> Jake was scared he's working he didn't want to say the joke on the air so I said it for him I was going to steal it myself in normal Good. fashion but I didn't know if you were going to laugh Jake if I had more confidence in it I would have stolen Jake it. I'm, I'm glad that you used Coquel as your conduit for that joke when we return we're going to actually smarten this show up though I'm not sure if that's entirely possible our sports law and sports agent insider Pat Lawler of Lawler and Associates personal injury attorneys is going to join us Clay Helton is out at USC what in the hell do the Trojans do now I'm a great coach no he's Coquel I'm Ken Levick I'm live on ESPN 106.3 you are listening to Ken Levick live call the show now at 888-760-3776 here's Ken and Coquel I am appreciative of the fact that I'm not the only one who's rubbed the wrong way by Florida State marriage proposals after you suffer the worst loss in franchise history or in program history. And isn't it the most coquel thing ever, by the way? When it's put on him by Anthony and West Palm, what if a kid, when you were coaching high school football, you had a terrible loss on the last play? And one of your players goes to ask someone to prom right after the game. While the other team is celebrating on your field, what would you do? And Coquel goes, that wouldn't happen. He wouldn't do that. I wouldn't allow that. Of course, because Coquel is a football hypocrite. A foot, that was that was the most obvious thing that was going to transpire from that. Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel. We're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. We are your home for Dolphins football in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast every day, or every Sunday, every Monday, every Thursday, whenever they play this weekend. It's a showdown with the Bills. It is the Dolphins and the Bills, 1 o'clock Sunday here on ESPN 106.3. You ever hear the saying, do as I say and not as I do? Uh-huh. I live by those words. Um, oh, by the way, I just want to make sure, because we don't talk about it enough, uh, you're home for high school football in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast is ESPN 106.3. But also, despite what you may have seen at times last night watching Monday Night Football, the best high school coverage, all of the highlights, all of the discussion with coaches, all of the inside stories and the breaking news are on WPTV News Channel 5 and WFLX Fox 29. That's where you have Theo Dorsey. That's where you have Keeley Ferguson. Okay? Those... Our names in the community, faces in the community that have been giving you high school highlights and high school stories for years. Tyree Smith, who played Tyree high Smith, who played. Here. So we have we have the best high school coverage. 
period, bar none, in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. And you know what? Those are just the ABCs of our coverage. Hey, other guys, break a story. That's all I'm saying, because I think we broke every coaching story in the area. The single best high school coverage, and it's not even in debate, not even a debate, not even a, a, a question. To one team in town, ESPN West Palm, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. The other week, they were at 14 games in one night covering. 14, 14. games. And again, it's all elementary. It's just the ABC of high school coverage. Uh, Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel. Uh, we do this every single Tuesday with our good friend Pat Lawler of Lawler & Associates Personal Injury Attorneys, wanttolawyerup.com. That's wanttolawyerup.com. And he is our sports law and sports agent insider, and he joins us here on Ken Levick Alive. Uh, Pat, good afternoon. Uh, thank you so much, as always, for, for spending some time with us. I uh, Monday Night Football last night uh before we we dive in here to our sports agent topics our sports law topics lamar jackson i thought played winning football did he fumble late yeah uh did he uh should he have led his team to victory yeah he put up 27 points on the road and drove them in position to the for the game-winning field goal and today i wake up to analysis that uh the offense is too ragged and lamar is being reckless what was your biggest takeaway from monday night football last night First, one of the best games I've seen in a long time. Yeah. I'll tell you that much. Yep. Craziness at the end. But I, I thought Lamar did a great job. I thought he found his receivers open. Um, his running was spectacular as usual. I think the last play where he fumbled, he I think he pulled the trigger a little too quick to run instead of looking downfield, and it just collapsed on him. But I think to go after him, it, it was wrong. I mean, it, I thought he played a good game. It, it was a really exciting, really fun game to watch. And also, uh, this is the most pertinent question that I think uh, we've asked on the show today. Uh, Florida State offensive lineman as Jacksonville State is celebrating to the opposite end zone after they shocked the Seminoles on uh, on, on Saturday. Uh, is that a good idea or a bad idea to propose marriage on the field uh, right after you lost the worst defeat in program history? I'd say horrible. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's, listen, it's a phenomenal thing to have a a really special moment to, to, you know, ask for somebody's hand in marriage, but not as at what you said, the worst loss in the history of Florida state, uh, to do it. Then just sometimes you just got to pick it up and pick a different time. Especially for that, that, that young man, young lady, it's going to be ever etched in the history of that. (laughs) That's cool. Uh, Love is bigger than football, fellas. Come on. (laughs) Yeah, and this is the same guy. (laughs) Pat, this is the same guy who said when he was coaching high school, if one of his kids did that in a similar situation, asked someone to prom after the game, he would be furious. No, it would be fine. They just wouldn't play the next two weeks. (laughs) See, exactly. What a hypocrite. Uh, All right, Pat, let's actually uh, get to some uh, some pertinent things here. Again, Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys. He's our sports law insider, sports agent insider uh, here on Ken LeVick Alive. Clay Helton out at USC. Uh, I'm looking at a tweet from Joel Klatt, the top analyst uh, at Fox Sports. He says that USC is a top three job in college football. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but it is a high-profile school. And when a coaching search opens like this, what is the process? Well, obviously, he shouldn't even have been here there this year. I mean, you could see the writing. Helen should have been going for it uh, this year to start at number yeah. one. The coaching process, obviously, is, is, you know, put somebody in the interim and then start putting feelers out, per se. Obviously, these uh, top-level coaches have agents, very similar agents. So any type of tampering is an issue that could come up. So you've got to be very cautious with that. But I think the list is pretty clear. Um, 
it is a top job. Let's uh, let's be honest. USC is so far west that you got to get a coach who can recruit out there and keep those California kids and those West Coast kids there. I mean, it, it's a matter. I like the guy at Utah, Whittingham. I mean, he knows that community. He brings those kids from Cali to Utah. Uh, I'm I'm getting ahead of myself here, but yeah. And I think, Ken, one of the things that I've talked about before is excitement as well as NIL. You have the perfect location for those players to make money in NIL, and that's a great recruiting tool. And that's an exceptional point, and I do think that is where USC still remains like a top five, top six job, not because of the facilities, but because of the fact that it can be very lucrative in this new age of college football. That's an exceptional point. Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys, they're exceptional as well. They have decades of trial experience, all your personal injury matters, slip and fall, automobile, motorcycle, boating, Anything personal injury-wise, they are taking care of you at Lawler & Associates. Personal injury attorneys, go to wanttolawyerup.com. For your free consultation, that's wanttolawyerup.com. You and I have talked about Xavier Howard, and uh, we discussed him a lot when he was holding out of training camp with the Dolphins, and him and the Finns came to an agreement that, hey, uh, Xavier, we're going to give you what you want this season. We're going to, after this year, uh, we'll, we'll redo your contract. We'll revisit your contract. He was happy. He took the field. He had a good preseason. And the Patriots, Mac Jones, they did not throw his way. Uh, pretty predictable in the Dolphins' win Sunday. But he finds a way to go in, punch a ball away, recover it, save the game for the Dolphins late. I feel like the Dolphins' front office has to be thrilled. Winning players make winning plays, and that pays off their trust in Xavier Howard. I couldn't agree more. I, I said before we talked about him is that this is his contract year, per se. He got a good deal. I felt, felt he was underpaid. Uh, now he's going to go on the field and prove it. He's also teaching. He's much more mature than he was before a few years ago, I believe, uh, when he got a contract and then he just flopped the next year. But I think they've got to be thrilled. Uh, I think they really are rallying behind Brian Flores as a coach, the way he coaches. Uh, I, I see good things down the road for Xavier uh, and the rest of the team. Uh, and I want to ask you, going back to college football, uh, there seems to be some restlessness in Coral Gables around Manny Diaz. Boosters, uh, not all that thrilled, a very tight win against Appalachian State that could have easily gone the other way uh, back on Saturday. When, when boosters start to get a little vocal and there starts to be some heat, if you're an AD, how do you tiptoe around that? Uh, extremely difficult. Ken, I want to bring up some numbers. Between 83 and 94, Miami is 126 and 19. From 2008 to present day, they're at 101 and 72 and 1 and 10 in bowl games. Okay? It's not just been Manny Diaz. I mean, let's take a a broad picture at that entire uh, organization down there. They've failed miserably in all aspects of football over the last 15 years. Um, uh, He's got a tough road to hoe. I mean, uh, they bring guys in. Is it coaching? Is it the players just not respecting the uh, the ability to just go out and work hard and play hard? I mean, look at what's going on. Can I just say something that angered me to no end? Um, you watch the Alabamas. You watch the Clemsons. You watch the Ohio States. How many do you see of those players kicked out for uh, uh, spearing or, or hitting with a helmet? It's very I've rare. Like five, five or six times Miami has been players kicked out, and you saw it again this past weekend in the first uh, first game when they played, not this weekend, but the first week, with a, with a guy named Bubba Bubba who did it. Bubba um, that's coaching. I mean, Kozel, you would tell, you would say that's ridiculous. You just don't do it. Learn how to tackle. 
Our own local guy, Gervin Hall. That's the essence Hall, of the game. Gets one every other game. Yeah, yeah Gervin Hall, uh, he went to Palm Beach Gardens, right? And Palm Beach Lakes. Yes. And Palm Beach yes. Lakes, yeah. It, it, but it's it's almost every weekend with the Canes that there is a a, a targeting call. It, you're right. You're you're completely right about it. So, Which is crazy because Manny Diaz was on the forefront of tackling safe. Like, he was on the forefront of putting out those videos with Pete Carroll, but they do not tackle that way at all as a program. Yeah. Yeah, but those numbers are pretty damning. And uh, so I, I guess it just sounds like maybe there should be a, um, a a decreased expectation in Coral Gables about what that football program actually is. I don't know if that's possible, but I think the long-term numbers that you gave sort of show that maybe it's just not top echelon, which is fine, but then you adjust accordingly. Yeah, I mean, listen, teams like Pitt goes out there and they play and beat Tennessee. Uh, Miami has the ability. They have the players, I and mean, they, they every year they get good players. I just don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a move from the Orange Bowl because they've been very, very weak when they since they've gone to the new stadium. They don't have that charisma they used to have. Uh, I don't know what it is, but it's not the AD's fault. He's bringing in the coaches. They're bringing in the players. Yeah, uh, they're just not succeeding on the field. So it's 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 a difficult situation for a Kane fan, which I am also. Uh, in ways that I always like to see them do well. It's good for the community. Could it be that it's not a college town and it's not a college atmosphere and there's a million distractions for these good players to find throughout the year? Absolutely. No question. That was a big problem I thought that Miami, the Dolphins had for years after Shula left. He was such a, you know, a whip, whip it into shape type of guy that, that you played or you were gone. He was the Belichick of the days when he was there. I truly believe you see it at any game. Look at the F, uh, FAU game. It's a beautiful 85, 90 degree day. There's so many other things, and the kids are distracted. They're not in a football town. Yeah. Where, well, I, I can't use that excuse for Florida State. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's see, that's where where Tallahassee and Florida State end up being on the periphery of that, uh, not in that. But but NIL, going back to the point you made about USC, if Miami can't succeed in the NIL era, then there really truly is a deep seated issue that may not be resolved. I know they are. I mean, we saw that right off the bat with Derek King getting it and also the thing with American Top Team. But they have to become football players. They've got to become guys. and get, Don't get caught up in your stars. Come out and win. I mean, it's like you asked Dan Marino, I don't, and they're asking personally, but would he give it all up to get a, a Super Bowl ring? Most of those guys would say, yeah, yeah. a lot of it. And, and it's about you can't have the players coming back. Michael Irvin, even Ed Reed is down there. I mean, I bet if you talk to Ed Reed now, he would just be, like, spinning his head around as to what's going on. Yeah. yeah He's not playing anywhere near the capacity that he played. Banging his head into the wall. Pat, that's really, really good stuff. Pat brings it every week. He is our sports agent insider, our sports law insider, and he's that for a reason. Uh, Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys. Again, wanttolawyerup.com. That's wanttolawyerup.com. Pat, thank you. We'll talk to you next week, okay? All right, guys. Have a good one. Be All right. safe. All right. Again, Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates. All your personal injury matters for your free consultation. WantToLawyerUp.com. That's WantToLawyerUp.com. Uh, how much time we got here? Just a couple ah, of minutes? An hour. <laughs> uh, Bart, we're, uh, we're going to come to you late. Why do I always pick on Bart, by the way? Because Alan There's another one. Alan Hahn's an easy target. <laughs> Would you stop? Uh, oh, 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 oh. Our, our uh, Weekend Warriors winner. We have a Whoa. Weekend Warriors winner presented by Bud Light and all the fine people at Brown Distributing. Uh, want to congratulate Mark in West Palm. Mark in West Palm, he selected Kyler Murray as his quarterback this weekend. Weekend Warriors and non-PPR, ESPN scoring. No, it was PPR, PPR. ESPN scoring. I'm an idiot. PPR, ESPN scoring, Kyler Murray, 
had the best score between him, Mahomes, uh, Brady, Josh Allen, and Lamar Jackson. 333.56 to and be it, official. And it was $100, right? A hundred dollars. One hundred dollars. That's a big price. We will need to get in next week. We're gonna, are we going to do it again? Are we running this back? We are running it back. We're running it back on Thursday. I mean, that, that's a big win right there. Yeah. Getting a hundred dollars to All American Grill, like that is what you want. That's where you want to go. Yep. That's what you want to do is spend other people's money. Spend Ken's money on your drinks during a football game. That's the dream. That is how the world works. That is what makes the world. Uh, uh, the world actually is a better place when you're spending other people's money. But again, uh, the winner of Weekend Warriors presented by Bud Light is Mark in West Palm. Mark in West Palm wins with Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Getting it done for him. We'll do Weekend Warriors again on Thursday. We'll have five new players, and we'll draft him. Our weekly Weekend Warriors draft presented by Bud Light and Brown Distributing. That'll do it for us today. We'll be back tomorrow. What's wrong? I'm not going to be here tomorrow. Oh, you're not going to be here tomorrow. Oh, so that's part of it because you got to 3,000 Twitter followers, and now you have reached the goal that your wife put forth. We're both it's taking gonna off It's going to be romantic, a romantic Wednesday. Maybe, I'll, maybe I'll bring the Comrex and we'll, we'll go live. <laughs> That just made my stomach turn. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick, and we've been live on ESPN 106.3.